welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Othman, a biblical church centered on Christ. Um, this evening, we, our message is going to come from the book of 2 Kings. Um, 2 Kings, 2 Kings 19, beginning from verse 1 to verse 19. It's, it's a little bit long passage, but I'm going to um, reduce it in a way that it will not be boring. So, I want us to open our hearts to this passage. And uh, as we look at this passage, I want us to learn the example of this king, King Hezekiah. How he was confronted, he was faced with a situation. And Hezekiah, being someone who actually loved the Lord, and the Bible recommended, recommended make comments of him about somebody who feared the Lord, how he, he handled the situation. And as I present this message, I want also to look at our lives as we live every day. And there is nobody here actually who is exempt from different kinds of trials and, and tribulations and temptations in this life. But I want us to note that as Christians, we are serving a God who actually created the whole world. Not only that, but we are serving a God who is powerful, more powerful even than the problems that we encounter every day. And to that, let us learn that whenever trouble comes our ways, let us learn, just like we'll see in a, in a little while, how the king Hezekiah entrusted, call on the name of the Lord and, and surrender the problems unto him. I want us to pray. Let us pray. Dear Father God, we are grateful again to come to you asking for wisdom, asking for knowledge, asking, oh God, that you come and take absolute control. Father, this is your word, and it is your name, and it's all about you. Teach us, oh God, the writings of this word. Imprint it, oh God. Engrave it, oh God, on the tablet of our hearts. And cause us, Father, that we will be empowered and moved by your word. Holy Spirit, we pray that may you interpret this word to us the way, God, you purpose it to be this evening. And we just thank you so much, Father, because we know that your name is going to be glorified at the end. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have you ever gone through or had a situation in life where you feel like all is lost or you're just gone? You feel that, oh my goodness, I am finished. Have you ever come across any problem in your life or seen someone who has a problem in your life that the problem is so big, so much so that you don't even know how to go about it? And sometimes such problems are really, really the result, the end result of it is really not very good. And at some time you feel like, how am I going to handle this? Have you ever come through a situation like that? So I'm going to first of all take a quick rundown of reading this passage of uh, 2 Kings, or 2 Kings 19, 1 to 19, and then we'll begin to break it from there. When King Hezekiah heard their report, he tore his cloth, covered himself with sackcloth, and went into the Lord's temple. He sent Eliakim, who was in charge of the palace, Shebna, the court secretary, and the leading priests, who were wearing sackcloth to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. They said to him, this is what Hezekiah says. Today is a day of distress, rebuke, and disgrace, for children have come to the point of birth, but there is no strength to deliver them. Perhaps the Lord your God will hear all the words of the royal spokesman, 
whom his master, the king of Assyria, sent to mock the living God and will rebuke him for the words that the Lord your God has heard. Therefore, offer a prayer for the surviving remnant. So the servants of, the, of king Ezekiah went to Isaiah, went, who said to them, Tell your master, the Lord says this, don't be afraid because of the words you heard with which the king of Assyria's attendants have blasphemed me. I am, up, I am about to put a spirit in him and he will hear a rumor and return to his own land where I will cause him to fall by the sword. Verse 8, when the royal spokesman heard that the king of Assyria had pulled out to Lachish, he left and found him fighting against Libna. The king heard concerning the king had heard concerning the Tirhaka of Kirsch. Look, he has set out to fight against you. So he, he again sent messengers to Hezekiah, saying, Say this to King Hezekiah of Judah. Don't let your God, on whom you rely, deceive you by promising that Jerusalem will not be handed over to the king of Assyria. Look. You have heard what the king of Assyria have done to all the countries. They completely destroyed them. Will you be rescued? Did the gods of the nations that my predecessors destroyed rescue them? Rescue them. Nations such as Gozan, Heron, Rezav, and the Ednites in Talasa. Where is the king of Hamat, the king of Arpat, the king of the city of Sepharvim, Herna, or Eva? Hezekiah took the letter from the messenger's hands, read it, then wept up, went up to the Lord's temple and spread it out before the Lord. This is Hezekiah's prayer from verse 15. Then Hezekiah prayed before the Lord, Lord God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, you are God, you alone of all the kingdoms of, of the earth. You made the heavens and the earth. Listen closely, Lord, and hear. Open your ears, Lord, and see. Hear the words that uh, Sennacherib has sent to mock the living God. Lord, it is true that the king of Assyria have devastated the nations and their lands. They have thrown their gods into the fire, for they were not gods, but made by human hands, wood and stone. So they have destroyed them. Now, Lord our God, please save us from his power so that, the, so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, Lord, are God a God, you alone. Amen. Now, you listen to this passage, you feel like, wow. We know that at this point, the king of Assyria was very, very, very powerful. And just like we have heard from the reading, this guy was powerful to the point that each time he goes on battle with any tribe, with any nation, he will defeat them. He was so strong. And as a matter of fact, he has listed several of those nations that he had conquered. He was very furious. He was very, very powerful. He was a, record, a force not to reckon with. And when he sent this message to Hezekiah, if I were Hezekiah, and I think anybody else who will know the strength of this nation, you will be disturbed. Let me give a little background of Hezekiah. Hezekiah was the son of Ahaz, King Ahaz. And he became king of Judah at the age of 25. So at, at this very tender age, this young man inherited the throne as the king of Judah. As we see that in chapter 18, 2 Kings 18, verse 1 to 2. Then we are also told that he reigned for 29 years in Jerusalem. So being that tender age of 25, he was able to survive the throne and reign for 29 years. 
Now, in chapter, in first, second Kings chapter 18, verse 5, we see that we are told that Hezekiah actually depended on the Lord and no king was like him, either before him or after him. Now, there is something very important here that we should take note very seriously. This young man, he depended on the Lord. Means that he did not use his own wisdom or intellect or whatever he knows. He depended on the Lord. As a matter of fact, his livelihood actually depended on the Lord. That means there was no way that he could separate any idea of any action that was taken as a king without actually depending on the Lord. That is very big for us Christians. That as Christians, our lifestyle should be like this king, King Hezekiah. We should depend on the Lord in everything and all things in our existence. That is very, very important. That is paramount to our moving forward as Christians. So Hezekiah actually, he depended upon the Lord. I can imagine being a young man of 25 years old. How can you rule and rule when some of your neighbors are very, very hostile? How can you rule and succeed if not depending on the Lord? Christians today, the world is going very bad. The pressure on us Christians is very tough, is very strong. That if we don't hold on to the Lord, like holding on to the Lord and depending on him, it is very easy that we can be cut off, cut off by fear, cut off by the, the, the wave of, of all kinds of troubles that we see every day. As a matter of fact, on Kamehameha, just was the news, we all know this, there was an earthquake that happened in, um, in Morocco. And 2,100 people died. These are people who were sleeping in their houses and did not know that what, was, what happened was going to happen. That is the kind of world that we live in today. That, at, that is Morocco. And who knows where next? What events again will happen? We know about shooting that is going on around. We know how the world is rotten. Things are just happening day by day, day by day. And nobody has any clue of what can happen next. I think things like this should remind us that, listen, we have to depend on the Lord. Amen? We have to depend on the Lord. So Hezekiah actually depended on the Lord. And we are also told that the Lord was with him and he, and he pro prospered in all he did as is recorded in chapter 18, Second, uh, uh, second Kings chapter 18 verse 7. Because he depended on the Lord, he rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve him. Now when Hezekiah was uh, his 14th year on the throne, the Assyrian king attacked all fortified cities of Judah and captured it. We see that in verse 13 of that, of that uh, chapter 18. Now, Hezekiah said what? So when the king actually of Syria attacked all the other neighboring nations, Hezekiah sent word to the king of Assyria to withdraw. To withdraw and, 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 and promise to enter a deal with the king. The king of Assyria was not a good person. He was not good at all. And because of the youthfulness of Hezekiah, and because Hezekiah was, was, had no experience, and maybe he was not that strong, we see that he, if you read chapter 18, you will see in there that the king, king, the king of Assyria, he stripped Hezekiah of all his treasures, including those in the temple of the Lord. 
At this time, Hezekiah started to rely on the king of Egypt for support because he felt that he was very vulnerable. Because at this time, this guy has come and, and seized everything, including all the treasures of the lost temple. The next thing is, this guy is going to overtake him. So he started fear set in, and he started now to rely and to depend on the king of, of Egypt. Listen, we cannot depend on man. We, are not, we cannot depend on man. We are supposed to depend on who? On God. You know what? Because man will fail. As a matter of fact, Jeremiah says in Jeremiah chapter 17, I think verse 5, it's a curse to any individual, curse to anyone who depends on man. But he said, blessed is he that depends on the Lord. So there is no way we can depend on man for our livelihood. There is no way. Because man is mortal like you and me. But we don't negate the fact that man, God can use people to help us. But to say that our existence depends on man, that is a wrong mistake. We don't want to do that. So Hezekiah, fear set in now. He, he was looking now to the king of Egypt for, for support. Now the Assyrian king, this is what he do. He sends some threats to Hezekiah and forced him. He said he have 2,000 horses and, and forced Hezekiah now to send men who will ride this, these horses. I mean, this statement that he made was like, underrating the, uh, the, the, uh, 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 Hezekiah and, and, and his people. The Assyrian king sent words to the people of Judah. This is the worst thing he did. He sent words to the people of, of Judah, asking them to disobey their king, Hezekiah. Not only so, but he also tell them to denounce the God that they worship. So that when they, they refused to, to obey their king, Hezekiah, and denounce their God, and let them surrender to him, so that they will have peace. So they will live well. This was demeaning God's people. And we see here in um, we see it from verse 28 of chapter 18, 28 to 33 I'll read. This is what actually made Nehemiah to, be, to panic. It says that the real spokesman stood and called out loudly in Hebrew, hear the word of the great king the king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Don't let Hezekiah deceive you, but can't rescue he can't rescue you from my power. Don't let Hezekiah persuade you to rely on the Lord by saying, certainly the Lord will rescue us. This city will not be handed over to the king of Assyria. Don't listen to Hezekiah, for he is what the king of Assyria says. Make peace with me and surrender to me. Then each of you may eat from his own vine and his own fig tree. And each may drink water from his own cistern until I come and take you away to the land like, you own, like your own land. A land of grain and new wine. A land of bread and vineyards. A land of olive trees and honey. So that you may live and not die. But don't listen to Hezekiah when he misleads you saying the Lord will rescue us. Has any of the gods of the nations ever rescued, has ever rescued his land from the power of the king of Assyria? So this guy was talking really big. <laughs> it was intimidating, forcing the, the God's children not to listen to their king. Forcing God's children not to even listen to him about their God. And he went as far and said that all the other gods with small g, all the other gods, he said, Can, has anyone been able to rescue them from his attack? This was really, really an insult. And so, as we see in our text here, verse 19, as we begin, 
So when Hezekiah, when this man brought this message to Hezekiah, when Hezekiah actually got this message, he, when he heard the report, he tore his cloth, covered himself with sackcloth, and went into the Lord's temple. Now this is just depicting how sometimes when we hear about a very sad news, our reaction, when we hear about that maybe the, the market has crashed, the stock market has crashed, or anyhow, or the stock has fallen, or something, which is your livelihood that you're dependent on. Or maybe you've been fired from your job. Or, or you know, the, something has happened. You know, it, co- it brings confusion. But listen, listen see the reaction of, of Hezekiah the king. We are told in verse 1 that when he heard the report, what did he do? Yes, he tore his clothes. He covered himself with sackcloth. And did what? He went to God, to the Lord's temple. So we are advised as Christians that any time... When we have this bad news, anytime when you feel that that sickness, the doctor has given his last diagnosis or pronostic about the situation. When we hear anything that you feel that this is just all, listen. Go to the Lord. Hezekiah went to the Lord's temple. This is a wise king. This is somebody who depended on the Lord. He did not go there by chance or by coincidence or by mistake. He knew because we are told that he feared God and depended on the Lord. So he carried this problem and went to the Lord, as we'll see in his prayers. He went to the Lord. So in verse 1, Hezekiah received the news and grieved. He went to the Lord's presence, the Lord's temple. Then in verse 2, from verse 2 to verse 4, <coughs> excuse me, Hezekiah sent Eliakim. Shabna and the leading priest to, to the prophet Isaiah. So when he got this message, not only did he go to the Lord's temple, to God's presence, but also he delegated some of his men, said, listen, this is bad news, and we're not going to keep this to ourselves. I want you, three of you here, go and meet the prophet Isaiah and present him this message. And this is what he says from verse 2 to verse 4. He says, he sent Eliakim, who was in charge of the palace, Shebna, the court secretary, and the leading priest, who were wearing sackcloth to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. This is what he said. They said to him, this is what Hezekiah says. Today is a day of distress, rebuke, and disgrace. For the children have come to the point of birth, but there is no strength to deliver them. Perhaps the Lord your God will hear all the words of the royal spokesman, whom his master, the king of Assyria, sent to mock the living God and will rebuke him for the words that he, for the words that the Lord your God has heard. Therefore, offer a prayer for the surviving remnant. So that means that this surviving remnant actually, you know, some of the ten tribes were taken away and these few were the people that, that were, were left behind. You know, because of their stubbornness, Israel has disobeyed God, and God has promised that he was going to punish them, and here they were, they were being attacked, and, and most of the people were taken away, the ten tribes were taken away, and these are the few that were left behind. So when he heard his message, he used, the, in verse 7, actually, he used kind of like some poetry there. He said, this is what, that today is a day of distress, rebuke, and disgrace, for the children have come to the, to the point of birth. But there is no strength to deliver them. He said, perhaps the Lord your God will hear. So, he sent these words and described the situation to the prophet. Take this to the prophet and present the situation to the prophet. Perhaps the God that this prophet served will hear and will rescue us. And also in his message, he mentioned that the, the Assyrian king actually, he was 
making mockery of the Lord their God. There is one thing that we believers, we don't want to do. And there is one thing that we don't want to condone with. is when people mock our God and we join them to laugh. You know, because people used to mock our God. People mock our God. They mock the Lord all the times. And sometimes they crack some kind of jokes, which is not a joke, but it's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's terrible. But the king of, of King Hezekiah took this very, very seriously. And he said, go and meet the prophet Isaiah and present this unto him. And ask him to seek his God so that uh, uh, the Lord may come and, and rescue the remnant. Now, as we go forward from verse, verse 5 to 7, we see that Isaiah gave words of hope. And this is, listen, anytime we present our problems to the Lord, anytime we, we present our problem and ask God and surrender it unto him, Brothers and sisters, let's be expecting words of hope. Anytime we have trouble and go into God's word and study this word, honestly, you will not come back empty. You will be strong because this word also gives us hope. So Isaiah actually sent the words of hope. And this is what he says. So the servants of, the king, the servants of king Hezekiah went to Isaiah, who said to them, that's from verse 5, Tell your master, the Lord says this, Don't be afraid because of the words you have heard, which the king of Syria attendants have blasphemed me. So they blasphemed the Lord. And he goes further, he says, I am about to put a spirit in him, and he will hear a rumor and return to his own land, where I will cause him to fall by the sword. So that means that anybody actually who blasphemed God, who blasphemed the Lord, will not go unpunished. Anybody who blasphemes, of course, we know that one of the worst sins to do is to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. The Bible says it, right? So anybody who blasphemed God will not go unpunished. So the king was counting on his, on his fame. The king was counting on his, his power. He feels that he can do and undo. Now listen, those kings who are those presidents who think that they have powers today, that they have the the, the military might, they can do and undo. God's time is coming and he will descend on them mightily. History holds that. We have seen in the past that there have been tyrants in office and the Lord did what he do, thrones them. Amen? In verse 8 to 13. Now, this is becoming more and more serious. Now, Hezekiah actually received a second message of threat from the king of Assyria. And it says that when the royal spokesman heard that the king of Assyria had pulled out of Lachish, he left and found him fighting against Libna. The king had heard concerning King Tihaka of Kosh, look, he has sent out to fight against you. So he again sent messengers to Hezekiah saying, so this time when he sent the messengers, the messengers actually, they wrote down the words of the king. They did not only got the message this time, this time they, they recorded it down. And when they came now, they actually handed it over to Hezekiah. Because verse 14 tells us that Hezekiah actually took the letter. So he took the letter. So that means that they actually wrote it down, everything that the king said. He said, say this to King Hezekiah, that's verse 10. Say this to King Hezekiah of Judah. Don't let your God, just, just listen to this insult. 
He said, don't let your God on whom you rely deceive you by promising that Jerusalem will not be handed over to the king of Assyria. What kind of audacity did this king have? And he went for that. He said, look, you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the countries. They completely destroyed them. Will you be rescued? Now remember, this guy was still very, very young. And he goes and he says that in verse 12, he says that, Did the gods of the nations that my predecessors destroyed rescue them? Nations such as Gozan, Haran, uh, Rezef, and, and the Edomites in, in Telesa? Where is the king of Hamath, the king of Afra, the king of the city of uh, Sepharvin, Hena, or Ira? So what he was saying here, he was telling, giving more threat, intimidating him the more, Hezekiah. I said, listen, have you not heard my worth? What I can do? Where are all these people? And as a matter of fact, all these people that he defeated, they were strong, they were strong nations as well. But he crushed them down and he was giving an account on how his predecessors has also done. So he looked at Assyria, his country, to be the strongest. And so he, he intimidated, gave these intimidating words to, to, uh, uh, to his servants to take on to the king. Now, if from the start of this message, you have not gained anything, please watch out for this. This is very, very important, what I'm about to say right now. The next section which we are going into before he prays. Now, listen, this is what he did. Verse 14 tells us that Hezekiah took the letter from the messenger's hands, read it. Then he did what? He went up to the Lord's temple and did what? And spread out before the Lord. He took that letter. You're listening. The letter, the content of the letter actually was promising hell. It was promising attack. It was promising destruction. It was, it was a bad letter. So Hezekiah took the letter from the messengers. He read the message, the message and it was a bad news. So he went to the temple of the Lord and spread it right down there. In front of the presence of God's temple. And spread it out, the letter right down there. And then he started praying. What a wise king. Folks, when we have problems, where do we table them? This is a good example here. That whenever we have bad news, take the news and spread it and present it on the altar of the Lord. and the presence of the Lord. When you hear this bad news that things are not going right. Or about this disease. The, the doctor has given you a bad news. Your financial situation. Whatever it may be, brothers and sisters in Christ, take that news, that message, and go in front of the Lord. Spread it out in front of him and say, Lord, this is what the doctor has said. As we see in his prayer, this is also very, very important. So the number one point which I want you to underline and I want you to take home is that anytime you hear a bad news, any bad news that either is going to affect you or affect a fellow brother or affect part of your family member, don't panic. Hezekiah did not panic. The king did not panic. That was a really bad news because the king of Assyria actually meant that. He was not just doing that as a child's play. He actually meant it. Take the news, whatever the news may be, and present it in front of the Lord. And let's see what he, he did after that. So the first thing he did was he took the letter, he read it, and went again into the temple. And spread it in front of God's temple. And he started praying. Verse 15 says, Then Hezekiah prayed before the Lord. 
He prayed for the Lord God of Israel and thrown between. He said, Lord God of Israel and thrown between the cherubim. So in his prayer, this is very, very important in Hezekiah's prayer here. So that verse 18, that verse 13, verse 8 to 13, actually, that was a second threat. A, second, a message of second threat that the king of Assyria, Assyrian king has given to, to Hezekiah. Then Hezekiah took this letter, read it, and placed it now in front of the temple of the Lord. And then from verse 15 to 19, now we are seeing Hezekiah's prayer. Now the first prayer, the first thing that he said, he acknowledged and worshipped God in verse 15. He acknowledged and worshipped God in verse 15. And in verse 15, it tells us this is what he did. He prayed, he said, Lord God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, you are God. You alone of all the kingdoms of the earth, you, have, you made the heavens and, and the earth. This is very important to us Christians because this actually gives us faith. God is bigger than any problem you can ever imagine or think. There is no problem, there is no problem that our God cannot solve if he wants to. Tell me what kind of problem and I will tell you that there is somebody enthroned between the cherubim who is able to do it. So whenever there is a problem, I want you to believe this and know, not only believe, but know that you are serving a God who is above every other God. You are serving a God who is more powerful. You are serving a God who can do and undo and do and undo and nobody is going to stop him. You are serving a God that is, there is, no, he is an impossibility specialist. That is a God that we are serving. So put your trust in him whenever there is a problem. So he worshiped, he acknowledged and worshiped the Lord. Then when we go to verse 16, now the king now, he brings God's attention to the words of the Assyrian king. Not only did he worship in verse 16, he says that, he said, God, listen closely, Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, Lord, and see. Hear the words that Sennacherib, that's the name of the king, has said to mock the living God. So he actually brought the attention. Like I said, like if you have any problem, what to do? Go to the Lord, the Lord, present that problem and tell God, God, this is my situation. Or this is what the doctor has said. I am suffering from this situation. And the doctor has said, I have this number of days left. God, I know that you are above this problem. You are bigger than this problem. Per se, that is what he was saying. He said, listen. So he brings to attention, God's attention to the problem. He worshiped the Lord, acknowledged him. Then secondly, he said, God, this is the problem. Listen to what this king has said. He has belittled us and even blackmailed your name. Blackmailed your name, Lord. Give attention to this. And of course, we know the Bible tells us that God, when he tells his children in the Ten Commandments, he says that there is no other God before me. There is no other God before him. And Hezekiah believed in this. That is what he was, he was worshipping and acknowledging God and presenting this problem because that is the only God that Israel knows and the only God, the one and only true God. There is no other God before him. So when we have problems, let us know this, that we are serving a God that he is before the world he is. After the world he is, infinity to infinity, the number one and for number one forever. Besides him, there is none. We need to have that ingrained that in our hearts so that we're able to face whatever giants may come our way. 
Then the third thing, we're almost getting to the end. The third thing that he did in his prayer, in number 13, verse 18, he acknowledged the strength of the king of Assyria and his conquests. This is very important. I see and I hear some Christians sometimes when they go to the doctor and the doctor, they give them the diagnostic. You know what they do? They say they pray and say, this is not my portion. They try to re- they bring this, the, 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 the aspect of denial. They say, no, it cannot happen to me. Some even go as far as saying that, oh, the Holy Spirit lives in this body. Live on, uh, my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So where the whole, God's Holy Spirit lives, there cannot be, no, there cannot be any kind of sickness. Th- that is just not correct. So denial is another way that some people actually try to fight situation. No, that is actually as matter of faithless. Accept the situation. Yes, accept the challenge. You know why when you accept it? Because just as Hezekiah did, he accepted the challenge because he knew that as he started in his prayer, the God that he served is above everyone. So when those problems come, the See, it is not our battle. It is the Lord's battle. It is our battle if only we want to do it on our own way. Because we serve the Lord, any battle that comes on our way is not our battle because he will fight for us as he promised. We need to learn that to put it into practice. Hezekiah accepted in verse 18. In verse 18, he said, they have thrown their God no, verse 17 says, Lord, it is true that the king of Assyria have devastated the nations and their land. No, he actually accepted. It is true this guy is powerful. <laughs> this guy can beat me hands down. Yeah, he's strong. He got all it takes to win. He can do it. He accepted. So let us accept problems and where we, when we go to the Lord to pray for situations, let's accept the reality and say, God, really, this is real. This, and this is what I'm facing. Because when you accept, that means that you are equating the Lord higher than the situation. You know that he is a giant above giant and he can do it. And that is faith also. And then after this, he goes on to verse, verse 19. Listen to verse 19. After he, he had acknowledged and worshipped the Lord, after he had brought to God's attention the words of the king of uh, Assyrian king, after he had acknowledged the strength of the king of Assyria and his, all the conquests he had made, he finally made his request to God in verse 19. In verse 19, he says that now, I like this, he said, Now, Lord, our God, please save us from his power so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, Lord, are God, you alone. What a powerful request. So when he approached the Lord, he, did not, he was not panicking. He was not in any panic. He read this letter, presented it to God's altar, then went now and started praying. And he prayed very systematically. He acknowledged the Lord, brought God's attention to the situation. He acknowledged the strength of the king. Yeah, it's true. He has done all these things. And finally, he said, God, you are above all. You are above the king of Assyria. You are both everything and everything, and he presented the situation. And lo and behold, we see, if you will read forward, you see that in verse 34, actually, the Lord promised to answer them. He says in verse 34, he said, if you bring it from verse 32, go right down to the end. But in verse 34, he says, the Lord says, I will defend this city and rescue it for my sake and for the sake of my servant David. So we are about to conclude this message. 
Hezekiah, we began by saying that Hezekiah actually, he feared God. He depended on the Lord. Hezekiah actually was faced in a situation, serious threat from the king of Assyria. Hezekiah delegated his men. First of all, he went and prayed. He saw, he saw God's face. Then he delegated his men and sent to the prophet Isaiah. And then also, when the second message came, Hezekiah read the letter. He spread it from the Lord, and Hezekiah started praying. And he prayed and prayed. And we see the outcome that God promised that he was going to rescue them for the sake of David, his servant. The same God that Hezekiah depended on is the same God that me and you will depend on today. So the conclusion of our lesson this evening, of our message this evening, is that problems will come because we are still living in this rotten and wicked world. But let us know that we are serving a God who is above every problem. That whenever there is any challenge we have in this life, before we run and do things, let us first of all present the situation unto the Lord. Accept the reality and then go to God and present the situation into him. And with faith and wait on the Lord. God might give you a direction on how to do it. God might act instantly and God can do it in his own way. Or God can allow it so that through that he has a message that he wants to communicate to you. That is the God that we are serving. So our encouragement this evening is that what is it that you think that is above you? There is a God who can do it. He's a specialist in that. Because we see that in his word, God will always do it to his children if he wants to do it. And when he does it, he does it for the glory and honor of his name. Amen. I want you to stand, please. Let us stand on our feet. And I just want to give the opportunity, anybody, if you have any, any pertinent problem, is it sickness or member of the family, anything that is a difficulty, anything that you feel that is above you, we want to join hands, lock hands with you and pray to the Lord and trust God for that situation just like King Hezekiah did. Is there anybody? If you have any problem which you want us to pray together, please just, just come forward and indicate and let us we'll pray for you. We'll join you to pray. Anybody? Is there anyone? Do you want to trust God and see what he's going to do just like the king did? Anybody? Any problems? Or maybe is there anybody who has never had an encounter with the Lord? You never met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you think this is an opportunity for you to do that? Anybody? Is there anybody? Okay, let us pray. Dear Father God, we want to say thank you for this evening and thank you for your word. Lord, may your name be glorified. Father, may you give us just a little faith above what we have. So that God, when problems come, we'll channel it onto you. We'll not allow the problems to weigh us down. We'll not panic. Lord, we will, just like the king, depend on you and seek your face first. Bless each and everyone here, oh God, and bless our families back at home, those who are not made it today. I will pray for the weak. Bless the weak. Bless our children and protect them as they will go to school and, and those who go to work. Just bless the entire week, Lord. And uh, may you continue to be with us, Lord, and continue to strengthen us. Thank you so much, Heavenly Father, for this day. For in Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. You can be seated.